What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Hypothetical by Not So Serious. My name is Aditya, and I am a management consultant and an incoming law and business student at the University of Warwick. And I'm Neil, 19 years old, and a computer science student at Funnel University. So let's get back in. Okay, it's been it's been a, it's been a minute, um, and I have my spiky soda water um, over here. We're back with another episode. Um, but before we start on whatever it is we want to talk about, Leo, how the hell have you been, man? What's what's new with you? How's um, MCO 3.0 or 5.0 or whatever it is they're calling it now? Yeah, um, all right, I guess, when it comes to MCO. I haven't gotten COVID yet, which is a pretty successful result. Not result, but... So weird for me. Pretty successful. <laughs> time pretty negative far. result. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, COVID negative equals positive. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> the man jokes are fine. If you're okay, um, just, I guess, walking through the semester and trying to keep my head above water has been my life. How about yours? Right, I've been, I've been okay, I guess. Um, I'm getting my vaccine on Sunday in, in about two days. So I'm quite excited for that. Um, if I don't die, I will be able to be COVID-free, I guess. Um, but you know, works works really fun. Um, I you know, we just kind of like be meeting with clients and stuff, and I'm really, really getting the hang of things, and I, I really like that. I booked my uni accommodation uh, recently, and I had a nice chat with the people that I'm going to be studying with. Uh, for the next three years and so far they're all really really nice people a lot of them are from india um which means there's virtually nothing that's different to me as someone that's half indian but the what like they are like three people with my name like all different spellings but three people with my name um and so i just can't wait for that confusion to happen i guess but i think yeah overall i think um things are pretty good so, Leo, what it is are we going to talk about tonight? What's well, on in, your mind? In keeping with the uh, somewhat consistent uh, upload aim and also with this new direction that we're heading, we're going to ask me asking each other and I guess everyone, what if we didn't uh, have self-care and care about ourselves? We're basically the same thing. Ani, would you like to start it off? Cool. An interesting question. What if I didn't care about myself? Who said I cared about myself in the first place? Uh, I'm kidding. I think that self-care is a very broad topic. I think it's not just bubble baths and lit candles. I think it's a lot deeper than that. But I think, you know, having dealt with issues of self-worth and how I see myself and also talking to a lot of people, there's only one big thing that I, I want to like say with regards to what happens if you don't care about yourself enough. And it's a power struggle. You see, the way I like to think about our emotions or the way that we feel about ourselves is like it's a center of power, right? And if you care about yourself, you control that ball of power, which is your self-esteem. If you don't care about yourself, it becomes increasingly easy for you to forgo that power to someone or something else. And then your effort or your esteem, your, your impression of yourself becomes inherently based on that person and that thing. 
So for example, if you didn't care about yourself enough and therefore attach your self-worth to something arbitrary, let's say grades. And sure, that's great and all when you are scoring well, but if you inevitably fail, that's going to suck. And that's going to hit a lot harder because you have placed your self-care, your worth, essentially, because you didn't care enough about yourself on grades because you thought grades would kind of care for you. And I think the same goes with like people. You know, you tend to be um, so dependent. I, I, I say it like a bad thing, but honestly, I understand how that happens. But you tend to become dependent on other people's impressions of you to remain in control of yourself. So if other people say or think that you are okay, then you care about yourself or like you think, okay, I'm fine then. Um, which is a very, very fine line to toe because people aren't always going to be nice to you. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me. So what about you? What do you think happens if we don't care about ourselves or we don't have self-worth? I think for me, it, I very much agree with what you said and how you put it with it becoming a power struggle and for it being about control over yourself and or who is in control of your emotions and your life for the most part. Um, obviously, if you overdo it, and there's a concept that I've recently been not exposed to, but something I, I've identified through an audiobook is... What's the name of the book, man? The book is Algorithms to Live By. I don't know the author, but uh, I might leave it in the description of uh, the episode. But there's a concept called overfitting, um, which is okay. where you overfit, when you have in the context of the book of having too many data points. And so when you change one data point uh, a little bit, it skews the whole result like drastically because it's so sensitive to small changes. But not talking about that here, but what, I, what I'm trying to employ is that there's also there's having self-control there's having self-care and control over your own emotions but there's also having too much right or if you if you can technically have control over yourself but let's say it's over your eating habits or over your yeah, let's just leave it there. Or let's say it's to do with your how you spend your time. Um, let's say you spend all your time looking at memes on Reddit, then and not focusing on anything else. If you consider that control with yourself, it can be quite dangerous. So I just wanted to point that out. Besides that, I'm very much in in agreement that there's going to be. Uh, sort of power struggle and to to a point when you have you have the control within your own hands but it's not self-destructive and i think that's something that there is a sweet spot when it comes to control yeah. and with your with care of yourself i get it i think like at some point it's a very fine line because when you have too much control i think then you also kind of give up opportunities to be vulnerable or to, to nature and to people, I think. And that may leave you from 
being hurt, but at the same time, I think it certainly diminishes your potential to enjoy life for what it is. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's talk a bit more on that. Like, I want to know what does self-worth or self-care kind of look like on a, on a day-to-day basis or like a person, like, how would you go about saying, these are some things that I think um, will really kind of move the needle for you, even by very little, with regards to mm-hmm. what, you know, valuing yourself more. Okay. Um, at least for me and what I've done in my past to value myself more and to um, sort of look at myself. Okay, for one of the things is to look at myself as a different person, kind of. So the question being, would you say this to like your best friend? Would you say this to someone that you care about? Would you advise them to do whatever it is that um, you are doing? That's one way that you can think about it is, so if I'm going to decide, okay, if I'm going to decide that I'm going to feed control of my happiness and my emotions and my care of myself into somebody else's hands or into the grades, like you said, for example, is, okay. So if I want, would I tell, for example, between us, would I tell you to feed your happiness to grades? Would I tell you and convince you to, to base your well-being and your, your, how much you value yourself based off your grades? Now the answer is no, I haven't. Because if I were to tell you that I'd be, I full well know that if something goes wrong, you're gonna go down. If your grades go down, you go down. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So much sound effects we are having. But, <laughs> but so yeah. It's ASMR, man. If when, if when, when, when you, so that's one thing that I would say. That's the main thing I would say. If you, if you, if you treat yourself and as another person, like the way that I've sort of shifted my way, because one of the, one of the things that I struggled with when it came to valuing myself on how much I did or how my progress was when it came to work. Now I used to value myself in grades, but even now I'm so sort of valued on on progress, like the benchmark or the, the, the resource, if you like, that I peg myself to is progress in like personal development, which is completely arbitrary and defined by me. But it's, that's what I'm paying it to. But whatever you peg it to, you, you, you can always ask yourself, would I ask somebody else to do the same? And the answer is yes then, okay, then you have to think about it more and see if it works for you. But that's a very good litmus test. Uh, what are some yeah. of the methods? Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I really do resonate with the whole it, um, grades thing because I think for a like, very long time, I've attached my self-worth to intelligence. Not saying that I'm like super smart, or like I'm Einstein or whatever. Uh, but I've always been kind of like an achiever. And I think it... I haven't really faced super great failures, but when I did get rejected from Game Boys, that kind of sunk me like, like a 50 kilo anchor. 
because it was like shit, you know, like maybe I am not as smart as I thought, and that kind of like just really drags you down. I think that I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna lump this up into self care because I really do think that when you when you take when you take care of the house, everything else kind of be okay, like or manageable at least. So while I really agree with the whole treating yourself as a as a third person thing, I think um, Jordan Peterson in in his book Twelve Rules for Life talks about that. Um, is the fact that if you can convince a third person to do something or take care of a third person, you should be able to do that for yourself. Like, but I think for me, you know, it's it's very simple stuff. I think having having a fixed routine in your life where you are able to tidy up the things that are in your control. So wake up, make your bed, right? I think there's this like Navy SEAL guy or like this captain, I, I forgot in his video, he was like, oh, if you want to change the world, get up and make your bed because getting up and making your bed means that you've gotten up and within the first five minutes of your day, you've achieved something. And I think that really kind of sets a really good tone for the rest of your day. And I think also trying to identify what I call your influence. So these are not things. So influence, when you mean influencer in the normal term, we mean the number of people that you impact. So if you're a you know like Kim Kardashian or whatever, like millions of people watch her. So she's the influencer in that regard. But when I mean influence with self-worth and self-respect, I mean the things that will affect how you see yourself. And you want to as much as possible try to reduce that circle. There's this you know thing where it's you know in, in stoicism where you think about happiness, where they're like, there are things that you can control. And there are things that you cannot control. And, it, and you need to just throw away the stuff that you cannot control. Because it doesn't make sense to worry about it. And when you start to bring yourself to have a very small influence, then you start to put a lot more effort into the things that you do have influence over. And then you will stop caring about the rest of the things that you don't have influence over. I think that really helps. I think obviously, you know, things like having gratitude. Like with, with my influence, I think my friends are definitely in my influence because I care a lot about my friends. And so I put a lot of effort into trying to maintain healthy you know, relationships and friendships. But that also means that I'm making a conscious decision that my self-worth is to a certain degree tied to this. But that's okay if you are making that effort because I, I really think that self-worth, I can't tell you you need to be closed off. You need to be like, block yourself out from hurt because I'm, I'm a very firm believer that you need to put yourself in a place where you're vulnerable in order to enjoy life to its maximum values. But I think keeping a very close-knit things of, of things that really care, like affect you, that's certainly does help. But to just sh slightly shift the thing a little, you know, because this is like very day-to-day -day things, right? I want to see what you think about how we view self-worth and self respect um in relationships whether this is relationships with people or romantic relationships or whatever which i don't know i'm not in one um so what do you think hmm. in i think self-work in terms of relationships with people is enough you do get a little bit more complexity because of course now you've got 
you got the opinion of another person, not just the opinion of what's in your own head. Because what's in your own head, I would guess for most people, is something that they can control um, if they really try. If they, if they really wanted to, they could control for a quote-unquote normal person. And so when you get self-worth in relationship, it, I think when you get self-worth among people and when you start bringing other people into, the, into question, like let's say, because then you have another person to compare yourself to, like there's another reference point. If everything in your, let's say, on, if everything in your own like self-valuation journey, whatever that is, um, and your, your, your goal to value yourself more is only, for example, right? Hypothetically, it's, it's only got to do with you and your own control and you don't tell anybody about it and nobody else matters and only you, then it's only, it's pretty much all in your control if you just count on the people. But once you count, start counting on the people and you start counting their opinions and comparing yourself to other people, I mean, how do you value yourself then? Uh, for me, as I think we are both grown up in Asian communities at the very least, um, have that, compar that uh, comparison-heavy um, culture or environment where it's always, look at your cousin, he grew up in the dirt in Somalia and now he's a doctor in America or something like that, right? All and the doctors of my family, geez, yes. And, and you get that sort of, they could do it, why can't you, sort of um, uh, comparison. And when it comes to that, when it comes to valuing yourself throughout that, it's this one thing. And this is going to sound, this might come off slightly profound and like I'm trying to be like a life coach. I'm not, but. Ooh, it, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> but it's that. No matter how, how much anybody has done in their life, right? Their situation and like your situation, your experiences will be unique because as cliche and as open you said that that this is, literally no matter how similar you are to anybody else, no matter how similar the situation, their their second, their minute to minute experiences will not mean the same as yours, right? Even if you grew up next as neighbors, even if hell, even if you grew up in the same household, it's not going to be the same because yeah. there are going to be times where your interests differ. There's going to be times where the no less if like you experience something differently. Right. And because of that, there's always somebody's individual experience is unique and is something that everybody else can learn from, no matter how accomplished that person is or not, because they have their own their own experiences and their own, they've seen things and what they've seen, nobody else has saw, if that makes sense. And so there's always some value in that and there's a baseline value, I believe an inherent value in that. 
Right. I okay. Well, I think you touched on some really good points. I want to build up on that. So with relationships, right? I think that I I look at relationships like protein shakes for tr- guys trying to get gay or girls. You know, it's it's a supplement. It's not a replacement. So when you're in a relationship and you're happy, that's great, right? I couldn't be more thrilled for you, right? That person makes you incredibly happy, whatever. But you really need to ask yourself. Is that person the source of my happiness? Am I happy because I'm with them, or am I happy and I'm with them? Like, I'm not saying that if you say I'm happy and I'm with them, that means they don't make you happy. That's not mutually exclusive. But I've seen people who they require the—I wouldn't say validation is the word, but they require something from the person that they are dating or someone that they have a crush on. To emotionally validate their worth, and I that that's such a dangerous line to set. I think people are fantastic, man. Like people are incredibly complex, and they're amazing people. And I think that it it creates such a dangerous thing when when you put yourself in a position like that. Because when one day, if that person leaves, and you know, knock on wood that they don't, but if they do, it's just gonna feel like you have the wind sucked out of your soul. And I I. It's something that's super hard to come back from, and I would never want someone to go through that. With respect to you talking about different perspectives and different outputs, I think that's that's I want to you know touch base on here. So I think this is what I I want to talk about. Finally, caring about yourself, valuing yourself, allows you to contribute so much to the world. You know, I I I've been a humanities student as long as I can remember. And you know, right now I'm technically a business student, um, and I'm you know consulting and stuff, and I'm seeing all of these stories of these CEOs and these problem solvers, and the only thing that I can see is, and like the fact that when you make decisions, whether it's a business decision or whether it's a personal decision, all of your life experiences and how you experience life decisions come together to form your thought on what should be done next. And that has created such amazing kind of ripple effects throughout everything. And you know, so I think that's super important. I think when you start caring, you know, giving a shit about who you are, trying to improve yourself. And I, when I mean improve yourself, I also mean things like trying to be more productive, trying to manage your time, listening to not so serious because we tell you how to manage your time and be more productive. Um, these things combined with an increased sense of self-valuation, it's going to allow you to put your hand up in class. It's going to allow you to argue with that teacher that's clearly saying something wrong. You know, it's going to allow you to to write in an exam paper or write a dissertation or do a project that you are not sure complies with the guidelines with, but really believe in, because you don't know what that's going to create. You know, like I, I've been reading these incredible stories. I've just finished the autobiography of Philip Knight, who's the um, creator of Nike, and the idea of Nike originated from his Stanford MBA project on like the Japanese shoe market, and so like the 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 daringness to go and take that extra mile and really take those risks comes from an innate sense of believing in yourself, and I really think that's something that I would like more people to have. What is you know what I, I want to know what's one last thing that you would like people listening to know as well on this. I mean, beyond from the uh, 
mini monologue on this game, if that's even called a monologue. It is now, uh, because I said so. But I think, yeah, one last thing besides that, I think self-worth is, hmm, like I said at, like in the first exchange that we had, is that you can overdo it and you can take too much control, but it's also something that it's, it's okay, I'll phrase it like this. It's different for everybody. And I've said this, I think, to, well, in private conversations, at least, or maybe on the podcast before, I might have said it, I don't remember, but it's understanding yourself is probably the most important thing here. Because, and that includes trial and error and getting things wrong and messing up, but understanding yourself is like the precursor to all of this. And whatever, most of what we talk about on this podcast and what the articles that go up on our website, that what we say in person and private conversation will all be predicated on understanding ourselves. Um, because that's how, at least that's how I and probably you started on this um, yeah. path, this path went up into what we consider to be a better life. Because without understanding ourselves and understanding the problems that we face as ourselves, not as what somebody else tells us, but what we genuinely feel are the problems we have and what may or may not be, what aren't the problems that we have, is what allows us to then figure the figure out the pathway forward. And so I think I will say this probably at the end of every episode if I get the chance to, but it's understand yourself, full stop. And what does that entail? Um, a lot of things that I don't have time for the cap to uh, cover here, but it probably is a good article topic for next week. Right. That brings us to a very nice um, end to yet another episode. Thank you so much for listening with us. Um, if you like this episode, you know, give us a nice rating on Apple Podcasts, leave us a, a review, send us an email at admin at notsoserious.com or check out uh, notsoserious.com, our website. We post weekly articles um, that deal with productivity, that deal with you know time management and things that you can learn as a student. Um, it's been really nice talking to you, Leo. Uh, say your goodbyes and thank yous and we can call it a night I guess yeah thanks for listening and I hope you tune into next week which we will definitely have <laughs> alright <laughs>